You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is presented by the Varnum Military Museum, located just over the border in East Greenwich. Patrick and his staff have a fantastic museum. I must see a lot of information about Rhode Island residents, especially Warwick residents. Please, when you stop by, go on their Facebook page. Thank them for supporting our podcast. Our guest today is Corey from Rhode Island Parrot Rescue. We asked her to come on the show to talk a little bit about what their service does, uh, the amazing, beautiful birds that are in their service, and how they help the Warwick community and surrounding Rhode Island areas rescue birds, adopt birds, and care for birds, including bordering. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for supporting us. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, Before we start about the birds, because it's all about the birds, uh, give us a little background of yourself. Well, my name is Corey Butler. Uh, I am the director of Rhode Island Parrot Rescue. I have been uh, with the rescue in some way, shape, or form uh, for over 10 years now. Nice. I uh, started as a volunteer um, and kind of worked my way up the ladder, so to speak. So tell us a little bit about, first, um, give people some information as they're listening to this, the website or Facebook page where they could find you. That's pretty easy. Uh, You could do a quick Google search for Rhode Island Parrot Rescue. Um, Our web address is riparrots.org. Yeah, those are probably the two best ways. We also obviously have our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. Okay. So I saw and I took a tour of your amazing facility and saw the, the incredible care that you and your volunteers are doing. And we'll talk about that. But I saw three basic needs that the rescue has is rehabilitation, adoptions, and education. So let's talk a little bit about uh, you know, what brought you into this role and how those areas really come into play. I am a huge animal lover. Okay. Um, I happened upon my first parrot in my early 20s, and I kind of... That was it for me. I uh, just immediately, there was just, there's something special about parrots. Um, and my grandmother um, was very big on the wild birds. Growing up, um, we would, she had bird feeders everywhere. And she knew um, different birds who always were in the yard and when to expect them to come back and forth throughout the different seasons. And um, so I moved to New England in 2012. Uh, I'm originally from West Virginia, actually, is where I was born. Um, And my dog I had at the time um, was getting up in age. And he ended up um, passing away about a week after I moved to this area. Um, And once that happened, I had thought about getting a parrot. And um, because I had had experience in my early 20s, I knew that it was a huge uh, responsibility to care for a parrot, um, and I wanted to do it the right way. Uh, and I immediately started looking for local rescues or shelters um, to find out if maybe I could go that 
approach um, to kind of take my time and get to know the birds individually to find out which would be a good fit. Um, and I ended up running across uh, Rhode Island Parrot Rescue. And uh, quick phone call, and I was volunteering like the same week. Wow, amazing. And when people say parrots, we're talking from you know, the ones that are at your facility and what people think of. Uh, I'm guessing people could be thinking, well, it's a parakeet all the way up to a huge macaw or a two-foot-tall from head to the end of the feathers. So you go on all different levels, but uh, talk a little bit about the rehabilitation that you do with some of these birds that come in. That's one of my favorite things to talk about. Good. <laughs> um, so the rehabilitation obviously can take place in many different forms. It could be something... Um, simple like maybe they only lived with a female their entire life and so we need to kind of desensitize them or make them feel safe around males as well um it could be something more complex uh as maybe this bird was abused in the past or maybe it was used for breeding purposes um and so we would set up a care plan um, and a behavior modification plan and we would begin training um and over time, uh, using positive reinforcement, we see huge uh, changes. Um, that's something that we kind of specialize in is the rehabilitation part. Um, it's uh, something we take very seriously and we spend a lot of time with that. And it's a big difference between, if I could just speak to the comparisons of people thinking if a dog or a cat goes to the shelter at say year three or four, and if the shelter takes four or five months to, and a lot of fantastic shelters out there or fosters that try to rehabilitate or, you know, mental issues from an animal to try to get them to trust people again. It may only live for another three or four or five years in their next home. But a parrot's a different story. A lot of these birds live 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So if you're getting an animal that's six or seven years old, it's still a baby. And you have a lot of effort to go through to rehabilitate, but there's so much more of a reward on the backside when someone goes to adopt. Absolutely. And the more agreeable or the more okay with things a bird becomes over time, um, obviously his, his chances of being adopted um, or his chances of liking multiple different types of people and ages of people. Um, it's, I mean, his chances heighten what about a hundred percent. Um, so it's great. I mean, it, and obviously some of them take longer than others, depending on what they've seen, what they've been through their age, how many homes they've been in. Um, you know, the average parrot goes through five or six homes in their lifetime. And that's they're, they're only living sometimes half of their life expectancy. Mm. And it, I would think it's a big difference for a bird that's in a cage that's probably at the five-foot high level off the ground that's seeing an adult come up that they look up to versus a small child is kind of pointing up to them or an animal. It's, it's an adjustment if they haven't been in that culture before. Absolutely. And you're, you're right. I mean, imagine being in a cage for let's just go with 20 years Mm. um maybe never let out but in one home and maybe you see some family members come and go over the years and um 
you know, maybe you liked some of them, maybe some of them gave you a second look or maybe spoke to you, maybe they didn't. Uh, maybe you didn't like them and you got nervous when they came, um, you know, and then compared to uh, a bird who maybe lived in a home for 20 years who wears a harness and his mom takes him to the park for walks and he has a bird friend that comes over once mm. every six months or, you know, so uh, much like humans, their lives, uh, depending on the environment that they've have found themselves in or or not found themselves in, um, their personalities and their life experiences greatly differ and so um it does take observation and time um but we've um, that's one of my favorite things um I, and i think that's also the thing that gives you some of the highest reward you know working with parrots is just seeing the differences in in their quality of life and and just the way they go about their day in general, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty enlightening. So let's talk a little bit about at the adoption point where you feel a bird is ready to go back into someone's socialization and, and their life. Obviously, you have a process which you can talk to people in person about as to who could adopt or what the requirements are. But what are the general, I mean, I know a lot of people probably thinking, what are the fees and, you know, different types of birds? I don't know that people can equate it to like dogs and cats. So do you have like a, a high level overview of what those are? Yes. Yeah, so um, the adoption fees are plainly listed on our website. Okay. Um, they do start off at $25 and go up from there depending on the species. Okay. Um, as far as once they're available for adoption, um, how do how does the process work? Sure. Is that yeah. kind of what you're... Okay, I assume someone would come in and meet with you and try to get a bit of education, which you guys do a lot of, to try to introduce them and kind of settle for what type of bird they're looking for and what their long-term plans are? Correct. Uh, there's a lot of factors to consider um, before even bringing a parrot into your home. Um, so if you are a homeowner... Um, you're you're basically open to any species um and we will still do everything like we normally would to try to find the best fit um if you are a renter then because um parrots tend to be very vocal um we will only adopt um like a conure up to a medium-sized bird cockatiel like your smaller species okay um and we have to do that with landlord permission as well. Sure. No, that makes sense. So how many adoptions have you done since you opened or since you started working with them? So I saw that. Uh, I was looking that up. Uh, I know that was one of the questions that may have may or may have not popped up. Sure. Um, so we're almost at a thousand um, since being in Warwick. Get out. Yeah. That's a lot. Especially since, you know, it, it's not like someone could adopt a dog every six or seven years if they get an older dog. It, they're getting a parrot and they're done with you. I mean, they can come back for education and pointers, but they're typically not coming back every three or four years. You are correct. Oh, um, that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, we average uh, anywhere from about 75, um, and we've done up to 130. Um, wow per you know in one year that was kind of like a, a benchmark year for us the 130 i think it was 133 
Um, before we close, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. You do offer boarding services. Give a little high level on that. Yes, um, we do offer boarding services, um, provided uh, the companion parrot owner is up to date on all of the parrots vetting okay. um, and that they have um, results from negative uh, infectious disease testing, such as like psittacosis. Okay. Um, that information, they can contact um, Corey's parrot sitting at gmail.com if they want to put in an inquiry. Uh, it's also on the rescues website. Okay. Um, the fees are listed um, and the boarding service um, set that up as far in advance as possible. Sure. Just to be sure that we have um, the space available during the time that you need. Okay. And uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, service that um it's kind of a specialized service uh right. and uh we take that very seriously it's also a way for us to see uh some of the birds that have been adopted previously uh when their mom and dads go on vacation and um so as far as what happens during boarding uh they do get one-on-one -on -one interaction out of cage time fresh vegetables fruit um kind of chop every day um, and then we train them as well. So nice. we'll it's target nice them in and the, out. And Nice to see the kids come back. You know, yeah. Oh, very nice. Kids. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, one of the things or two of the things that I know you're always looking for is, uh, and people can find information on the website, is volunteers. Volunteers, yes. And, they are the backbone uh, of our organization. And not even when I walked through, there were some folk, I mean, everybody was working with the birds, but a volunteer that doesn't want to specifically interact with birds is perfectly fine right I mean, absolutely there's plenty to do chopping oh my goodness food yes and, and toys and sweeping toy making yeah and um, let's talk a little bit about the donations what types of items are really in need for you good question um vinegar we use a lot of white vinegar okay newspaper uh trash bags Typical kind of household kitchen items. We go through a lot of sponges, scrub brushes, uh, trash bags, paper towels. We also use a lot of nuts for treats and for training. So those need to be uh, tree nuts, unsalted, preferably organic. And they can be in shell or out of the shell. Um, those are typically kind of like our highest needed items um, aside from, you know, our monetary donations. Okay, great. Well, Corey, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, I know there's fantastic reviews out there on your services. People really enjoy uh, everything that you do, and over a 1,000 adoptions, you should be commended. That's fantastic work for our local community. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're very proud of what we do, and, and we couldn't do it without our community. Our community rocks, by the way. Warwick rocks. Great. Thank you to Corey for coming on Warwick Life and talking about everything that her operation does. If you're considering a parrot, you'd like to invest in a rescue, this is really a long-term pet that you want to make sure you get the right pet and the right match. Um, talk to her. Talk to her great staff. Go in and see all the pets that are there and find out everything that she has in Warwick for you available and living your best life. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. 
Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.